Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. Hi, friends of the pod. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the happiest place on the internet, or so (laughs) we hope. It's a great day to be here, and we're back for another riveting, life-changing conversation, or so we hope. Absolutely. Absolutely having a conversation. And as per usual, I'm sitting here across from Barbara, my mother. Yes. Hi, everyone. Hi, Michelle. I love having these conversations. I think they end up being happy and also informative. So, yeah, I think it is one of the greatest places to be on the Internet. So, I think so. All of the messages that we get from you all in the pod sphere are so lovely. Where else would we want to be? Nowhere. And and also, you know, we're having a conversation every week with all of you and with each other. And I feel like we're actually having a conversation with people because they write into us all the time. We have so many beautiful, thoughtful messages. So it's really fun to take what you're asking us and the things that you send us and the things that Michelle and I are going through because everything we share is our life experiences. So it's really fun to then turn it into a a podcast conversation every week. So here we are. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Here we are. So this week I was racking my brain for something to talk about as I do. And, you know, we are moving right along through this new year. And I feel like we're kind of at the period of time where the freshness and the newness of like new year, new me or whatever, you know, we, we said going into a new year might be starting to wear off. You know, the the realities of everyday life might be settling back in. You know, one of my friends I was talking to the other day was like, I have no days off until May. And she's like, it's going to be a brutal stretch. And, you know, I think whatever it is that you're falling into, there might be some feelings of overwhelm and just like back to the grind, back to life. Like, ugh. And we've shared with ourselves in our own conversations our feelings about feeling stuck or like in a rut or just kind of blah about life. And we wanted to share with you all, we have an eight-step process. Some of you all have written in that you're like, you love the steps the tangible takeaways, which I so appreciate because I love an alliteration. But we've got some simple tools for if you're feeling stuck or just kind of blah now that we're in this weird purgatory post-holiday, pre-spring, you know, 
we live in Florida, so the weather is quite nice. But if you're in a place where it's wintry and cold and dark, you know, seasonal depression is real. So today we want to talk about getting unstuck. Yeah, if you're feeling stuck, I think the whole idea of the new year, just because I think we've talked about this before, just because it switches into another year of 2023, there is some excitement and some hope and some faith and all of the things that we go through internally as we start on a new year. But as you just said, Michelle, you know, we're still going back to work. We're still doing all of the things. And so we have to really get, I believe, as you said, we have these eight steps of how can we start to move in a direction. I believe when we were having this conversation before, one of the things that I think so strongly about that helps me, and this is these eight eight ways that we're going to share with you, are all things that we distilled down into our conversations of what helps us feel like we're moving in the direction of our dreams or feel like we're moving in a direction and we're not just um, taking up space. Because I think most of the time when we think we're stuck, we might feel stuck, but I think a lot of it, and we're going to talk about this, has to do with our frame of mind and where we are. And maybe if we actually took a little pause and looked at it, we're not really stuck or we're not really, it's just the feelings because of how heavy maybe things feel around us. So I think this will be a great conversation of how can we start to feel that we are moving. And even if it's just taking one tiny step, because all the little baby steps will get you there. So if we can just feel like we are moving in a direction of where we're trying to go, it changes our whole you know, energy and our whole mindset and how we feel about ourselves and our lives. So I'm anxious to get started into this conversation. I think it's going to be a really good one. I am too. And, you know, we first kind of drilled down these eight steps when we were kind of coming out of, well, we're still in a bit, but peak pandemic life where, you know, we were always in that kind of like fight or flight or just kind of staying alert to survive for many of us. You know, it just was a lot. There was a lot going on. Things were flipped upside down. And so a lot of other aspects of our lives kind of fell to the wayside, I think, during that peak pandemic period of time. And today, what my intention for this conversation is to just, even outside of a pandemic, life is difficult as we've spoken about. There's always going to be curveballs and things that happen that we can't predict or just fight or flight in general. And we can't, like we always say, we can't let what happens to the external world, you know, predict our mood, predict our, our course, predict anything. It's just, we have to really start managing, being mindful of and crafting and curating our response to it to keep moving forward so that we don't say stay stuck or just like treading water. I kind of think of like being stuck, like like you're in the sea and you're just treading and you're not moving forward, but you're like expending a bunch of energy. I love that analogy because I think what truly what I think happens for me, I can only speak personally, is sometimes I'm not really stuck. I'm just wondering out there how many of you maybe take a little pause. How many of you actually feel stuck? Yeah, it's true. And so what happens for me, if I'm feeling stuck, when I take that little pause, what I notice is I have a lot of self-sabotaging thoughts going on. And sometimes self-sabotaging thoughts can lead to feeling like we're in survival mode. I just need to get through this next day. If I can just make it to the night. 
And what I, what I, what we talk about a lot, Michelle, what I actually um, think of that as actually that we're focusing on the negative. So I always go back to the thoughts in the mind because you and I talk about the thoughts in the mind because it's, it, it, it actually, it's the thoughts in the mind that run our lives. So we're focusing on negative. And of course we say it's part of, part of, it's just what happens. We, we, we are drawn to the negative for whatever reason, science and all the studies have shown us that. And, and when we were talking the other day, Michelle, I think that it's human nature to pay more attention to the threats. So if we're talking about our lives, oftentimes the negative thoughts become a threat. So we're trying to just survive. So if you think about it this way, everyone listening to this, it makes perfect sense. It feels like the negativity then turns into a threat. So what we need to do is I just need to survive. I just need to make it through and then it'll all be okay. And then I'll figure everything out tomorrow. So we're kind of living like that. It's, but I think I just want everyone to think that I just want everybody to know. And if you're thinking this way, it's so normal. It is so normal because we're living in times that are not only difficult, but every day there's something new that happens or something that social media, because we have this constant 24 hour news cycle, we are always being bombarded with something that's terrible that's happening or something that's hard. So I think it's really important to think about the lives that we're living, but to also understand that maybe that feeling of being stuck truly can just be thought of as, wait a minute, I'm focusing on negative thoughts. I'm focusing on what might be a threat to my life. So I'm trying to just survive. Yeah. And I think another aspect of feeling stuck, and I don't even know if we've discussed this topic on the whole, which we should, because I know we both have a lot to say about it, but is the feeling of comparing yourself to others. And you mentioned, you know, the internet and social media, but with the news and, and feeling bombarded by negativity, but having access to everybody else's life, you know, on a little screen that you can carry around with you 24 seven, I believe probably makes us feel like we're behind or stuck or not doing enough or not progressing fast enough because we're looking at everybody else's highlight reel and we're comparing our life to other people. Um, when, you know, if we didn't see everyone's lives, would we really be feeling that way about our own? And so, like you said, it's just important to kind of see, okay, and ask yourself, am I really stuck? What's happening for me? Or am I comparing myself or am I just letting, you know, the deluge of everything cloud my ability to know what's true? And there's a quote by Ralph Marston that I really like that you and I've talked about a lot too. It's like, assume that you're stuck with the way things are. Life changes every single moment and so can you. So what that, when I read that years ago, what that said to me was we, in every moment we have a choice or in every moment we can change, we can flip the script or we can redirect our thoughts or we can see it differently. All the things that I think we've talked about in other episodes. So it's really important to understand, don't give up your power. Let's keep our power and let's understand that, yes, I love what you said, Michelle, that we can feel like we're stuck because we're in a comparison mode or because the outside world looks so good to other people's outside worlds look so good and ours looks so inferior or whatever it is the thoughts in the mind are trying to say to us. But the whole point is that we can actually, okay, this is what's going on right now. Now, what do I want to do next? What little tiny step could I do next? That's going to make my life be in the direction of where I want it to go. Yeah. I'm smiling at her because <clears throat> there was a bit of a, 
a slip with that quote. It's not assume that you're stuck. It's never assume that you're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I saw you smiling across the table. I'm thinking, oh my gosh. Well, what, I was just going to let you go, she, but you kept what going. What is she going to tell me? <laughs> never I mean, assume. Why I, don't when you, you read said it? that, I was like, assume that. So I guess we're just always stuck and we just always have to get out of it. Um, so read it again. That would be really great. I mean... Well, obviously I said either way we can work our way out of this quote, but what Ralph Marston actually said is never assume that you're stuck with the way things are. Life changes every single second. And so can you. Beautiful. So that makes a bit more sense probably, but. Sounds good. You could, you could take the never out and attribute it to Barb. (laughs) True. It's true. So I think we should get on to the eight, the eight ways that you and I've talked about for a while. And, but one of the other things that I want to say, in addition to that quote, and this is something that I have done workshops on a lot, especially since I am recovering from bulimia and I learned all about the thoughts in the mind and all about how to change myself. And so I, I've used this a lot and I've actually written and given talks on this, that if we want to embrace the attitude that Michelle, you and I are going to talk about today. Uh, We have to have this understanding, I think, or even be open to this understanding that changing your thinking can change your life. So if you want to be able to be even in the, even in the, I don't know, even in the arena of life, of being able to look at how to take that first step forward. We have to really look at the thoughts in the mind. We have to really be able to understand that we have the power to change our thinking, that the, that the mind is not the boss of us. We have complete control over the thoughts that we don't have control over the thoughts that come into the mind, but we have 100% control over the thoughts that we will believe and the thoughts that will lead us down the path of the life that we're choosing to live. So change your thinking, change your life, I think can be a great foundation for listening to this conversation today. Yeah, it's kind of, like going back to our conversation last week with like the lucky girl syndrome, you know, thinking about life in a different way has the ability to transform your perception of life for sure. I love what you just said. Cause people ask me all the time. I bet I get hundreds of comments on my social media posts. Barb, how do we do this? Barb, how do we do this in anything that I post or in anything that I talk about in life? So today we are going to share with you, this is the best way and I have found the only way. And that is to really adopt the belief that I can change my thinking. I can redirect my thoughts in the mind and I can choose which thoughts I'm going to allow to occupy space in the mind. And when I do that, when I start to be able to change my thinking, to redirect my thoughts, I will change my life. I will see moment by moment that my life will start to shift. My life will start to change. I will start feeling like I have more power and I have more control over the life that I'm trying to live because I'm actually moving in the direction of my dreams. I love it. So should we get into it? Yes. Shall we? Let's go. Let's take the first step together. So number one, take an honest inventory of what you're feeling. Feelings, 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 The Feelings Podcast, it's like always at the surface, isn't it? We could do a whole episode just on feelings. I think we have. Yeah, maybe we have. (laughs) But I think it's because that's what happens when, when, when the thoughts in the mind get too overwhelming or when life becomes too overwhelming, we don't want to feel 
the, the feelings that were feelings, the difficult feelings, the sad, the overwhelming, the procrastination. So what do we start to do? Like, I don't feel like doing this. We start to procrastinate or we start to, you know, not get the sleep that we need. We're not taking care of ourselves more because we really don't want to feel it. We, we push the feelings down. Nine out of 10 situations, I think that most of us don't give ourselves permission to just sit down and take a pause and feel how we're feeling and just sit with that feeling for a moment. Because the minute you sit with it, then you can start to understand what might be happening. And I believe strongly for me that the number one thing that holds me back when I sit with my feelings and I identify what they are, it's almost always fear. Mm. When I'm starting to feel anxious, anxious or when I'm starting to feel things in my body, remember the body knows the score. It's a great book. The body knows the score. And remember the body knows first. The body will tell us that something is up. We'll start to get a pit in our stomach or we'll start to get a pain in the neck or we'll start to feel really just heavy and that we, oh, we need to take a nap. The body will always tell us, hey, pay attention to me. Something's up. Something's going on with you from the inside out. So I think that that idea that we're not paying attention to our feelings and honoring them and allowing them to move through the body is a big reason why we can stay stuck. And I think when we're not paying attention to what's happening to our feelings and our emotions, we're not feeling them, is we become more reactive, like we have discussed. And we we have those knee jerks and we say things and do things that we might not have done. And we allow a narrative to perpetuate that isn't necessarily true. You know, it's like kind of that, like lighting the match to the kindling of spiraling into these thoughts and beliefs that aren't serving us and that aren't true and that will take us into this mindset of feeling stuck or I'm not good enough or, you know, like I said, comparing yourself. So I know we say this quite often, but I can even think of like coming over here to record today, like everywhere is just so crowded and traffic is crazy and trying to find a parking spot was impossible. And you know, I was going to park in this spot and this guy told me I couldn't. And I like, I got so frustrated with this man who told me I couldn't park there. And I was like, my knee jerk was to just like give him a bunch of attitude and just like do it anyways. I'm like, you can't tell me where to park. It was not someone who had the authority to tell me where to park. But I'm like, I took a, a hot minute and I just kept going because, you know, it just wasn't worth I had the space and I had the power to just not let that minor interaction blow up my day. So it's just, it's in those small examples and in those small situations where you can either knee jerk react or just pause and feel and like be like, okay, that's really sucks. I can't park there, but moving on. And I think what happened to you, it's such a brilliant example of, I know we've talked about this before, but that Jill Bolte-Taylor science, the experiment, actually this research that she did, having suffered a massive stroke in her early 40s, and she discovered that it takes 1.5 minutes for an emotion to come and go through the body. We feel the feeling, you were feeling the feeling, and you could have kept it going, but you were feeling the feeling and you, and you came to that space and you said, it's not worth it, I don't want it to ruin my whole day. We're going to go have fun and record a podcast, whatever you were thinking, and then you let it go. So it takes 1.5 minutes for that feeling to come and go through the body. And then she went on to, to, to say in this research discovery, that is unless, of course, <laughs> we're having thoughts 
that keep fueling the emotion, which is what you didn't do. The emotion came up. You took a pause. I could let this keep going on and on and on and on, but I'm going to choose to let it go and move on. And so it's really important, I think, to feel our feelings because they feelings don't go away. Feelings want to be acknowledged. We just have to really believe that and understand that. Our feelings don't want to be pushed down. They don't want to be ignored. They don't want to be told, hey, you're not really feeling that or hey, you know, this is okay. Don't feel they don't they want to be felt. Our body is trying to send us a message. So if we can really this first step, really understand how we are feeling and be okay with that feeling in the moment. 90% of the time, I would like to say for myself, when I feel the feeling, I get into this mindset of, okay, now let me feel this. Where is it coming from? What's happening? Let me take this pause and let it move through my body. Right. And this moves beautifully into step two, Michelle. It sure does, mother. So number two is is to acknowledge the negative thoughts that are fueling how you're feeling, like that match to the kindling. It's true. It's true. And I, I, see, if we could just start to believe these things, then, then half the battle really is done with trying to live our lives the way we want to. Science and research have shown this. And you could even prove it for yourselves, all of you listening. A negative feeds a negative feed. It like splits into 10 negatives when you have one negative, if you allow it to be fueled. Think about when you're happy. When you're really, really happy, you can just be in that state of happiness and there are probably not a whole lot of thoughts going on. So happiness just is. Or when we're feeling like, oh, wow, I don't have a care in the world or things are going my way or whatever it is, it just is. But the minute that gets intercepted by something happening, like the the guy not letting you park in the parking space, it's a negative and you're down a rabbit hole of one after the other, after the other, after the other. So it's very interesting to just look at. It's mostly negative thoughts that get fueled and it's mostly negative thoughts that fuel the feelings that we're having. Like I'm not good enough or that person doesn't really like me or I'm not, I'm not pretty enough. Well, what was interesting about this parking situation is we were on the phone. We were in separate cars and both looking for spots. So we needed two spots, not one. And, um, you know, when I thought I had found this perfect place for both of us and I was told no, you know, we were on the phone and I was like, we can't, this, this time of day is terrible. We can't do this. It's just the worst. It's too crowded. Like we got to figure out a different time because this is just not working. And then after that, I was like, you know what? Like, it's going to be fine. We're going to find a spot. And it was, you know, kind of remembering that delusional mindset of 2023 of like, it's going to work out. Like, might be a few minutes late. But we'll Your time so. demon self was a little like, but I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And it was fine. And we got some extra steps because we had to park like very far away. But, you know, I just, it's that example because going from, we can't do it at this time. This is terrible. The, the city is too crowded. Why are so many people moving here? Why do people like Boca so much? This is so annoying. Everyone should go home. And then coming into the podcast in this like angsty, anxious mood wouldn't be so nice. Yeah. That wouldn't be how we would want to enter into this conversation. <laughs> that's for sure. We could do a rants with Michelle and that would be a whole other situation, but you know, nipping it in the bud can protect your peace in a sense of like, all right, don't want to go down there. I have things to do. So I'm going to keep it in that centered space. When I think too, when we think about negative thoughts, feeling how we're feeling, 
remember, we're talking about step two, negative thoughts, fueling how we're feeling. All the thoughts that you just said are not true. And I think that's what's so important. Or if they're, or if they're, I, I always ask myself, is what I'm thinking right now that's fueling my negativity or my, my need to try to change or fix the outside world? Because that's really what negativity is. Are they truthful or are they helpful? So most of the time they're not truthful. They're mostly untrue. And most of the time they're unhelpful. They don't serve me in any single way. So I think it's really important when we look at acknowledging the negative thoughts that are feeling how we're feeling, ask yourself that question. Is what I'm thinking true? And if maybe part of it is true and you're having trouble getting past that because it feels like it could be true, then ask yourself the question, is it helpful? Yeah. And then by that time, as you were saying, Michelle, I think, which I think is where you went, it's not helpful. So let's move on because we are so excited about getting into this podcast room and recording this conversation. Oh boy, are we always. So I think the third which step. Which that leads into yeah. the third step. Tell them, Barb. Having curiosity about the core of these negative thoughts, you know, not dwelling and ruminating on them and especially not doing it when you're driving or when you're in the middle of going into a meeting, but maybe <laughs> looking at it as you reflect back sometimes, or if you are just in your home, taking that pause in that moment and just ask yourself, where are some of these negative thoughts coming from? What is, what is at the core? I've done this so often in my life because as I've always said, in other episodes. And as I said today, fear seems to be at the base for me. Fear. Is it coming from my childhood? Is it coming from things that have happened? Some of these conditioned thoughts. Can I ask you a question? Sure. With the fear, Mm -hmm. I would say for you, one of your fears is like fear of not having enough time. So this doesn't sound like a question. It is. Okay. (laughs) Would you say that your fear is fear of not having enough time? Totally. Your time demon, bridge demon. Totally. I was just like, teasing you. I thought, yes, you know me so well. No and one what, on the planet is that something so. that stems from in like we can do this together for them? Is that from like childhood or just because I even remember as a kid, young, young kid, we were racing out the door. You were going to work. I was going to school or something. And I said, like, mommy, are we in a hurry today? So like time, hurry, rush is a trend. No judgment. No, no judgment at all. It's so funny that you're asking me this because when I was, I've been away for a week and when I was away, it's so, it's so blowing my mind right now how that was coming up for me a lot. Hmm. I had a lot of time by myself. I did a lot of reflecting, did a lot of meditating, did a lot of just, just really honoring what we're sharing with you today. What am I feeling? What's happening? And it's so amazing that that came up a lot. Like where I asked myself, where did this time, because I could feel myself being in airports and doing all that. It can really spark that time demon part of me. So, so I just took a pause and sat down. I said, where is that coming from? Is this a current thing? Is this a new thing? And no, it, it, I think I'm not sure what happened at my birth. I know it was Mm -hmm. pretty dramatic. I know they had to pull me out with, 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 um, I know they had to pull there me no out. There was no time. There was no time. Time was running out. Time was running out and they had to wow. use those, um, what do you call those? Forceps. Forceps. They had to use forceps to pull me out. So I have, you know, lots of little scars on my face from the forceps as a Poor infant, baby barb. infant being born. So yeah, you're right, Michelle. That I didn't think of that little piece that you just put in. I was going to have this conversation with you actually. So I came into this world 
Rushed. Rushed, feeling like time. So from, from, an, from a very young girl, even I can remember in second grade, third grade, feeling like I was running out of time. Mom, we got to go. Because I had a sibling, a sister that was a couple years younger than me, and then I have brothers that are six, seven, and eight years younger than I am. And so I was always feeling like, come on, you guys, catch up. Like I would put, I would put my clothes out the night before, before I went to school. And one day, one time my sister just put them on because she was <laughs> always late. So it's so, and it made me crazy because I thought, oh my gosh, we're going to run out of time. So time has always been a thing for me. So what I want to say about this was with this third way that we're sharing with you, having curiosity is that it's conditioned for me. It runs deep. Mm -hmm. So it's really important for me to take the pause. So having curiosity about your thoughts, it doesn't change it overnight. And as you can see, I'm a 66 year old person today, still thinking about and still looking at what is this time issue. So it runs deep, but the more that you get in touch with it, they're like little tentacles. If you look at it like an octopus or even more like an octopus has, let's think of an octopus as having hundreds of tentacles, even though they don't, but that's a good visual for me because I thought about it this way. Cause I think of these, this time demon in me as tentacles that runs really, really deep into my unconscious. So every time I take the pause, every time I look and say, okay, Barbara, what's happening for you right now in this moment, it kind of cuts one of those tentacles. It releases me from the depths of that negativity of that I'm running out of time. Yeah. And it's just like, Hey, there's the time demon again. And I, I just want to say one more thing. What, what I love about this so much, why this makes me feel so good, why this makes me feel so happy, this conversation about time, what I, what I went through on my trip and what I wanted to talk to you about, Michelle, is that I was, we're, we're be, I think the greatest blessing in life is becoming aware of what's happening within you. Like what is going on? Because once we know, we can do something about it. So just having that feeling of knowing that this runs really, really deep from my childhood and now you just like shone a light on that maybe it started even in my birth. It's, it makes me so happy. It gives me goosebumps because I think, okay, now I can do something about it. Every birth do. Now, yes. Now I know that, you know, it's not, it takes time. It takes patience to understand all of this, but it under, I'm understanding what's going on. And when you understand something, you can take that next step. Well, so now like the, chipping away. Exactly. And now this is going to help me even more to take the pause. And that is everything. When we can take the pause, as you did today, when we were driving here today, I thought we were moving the block. Because for me, when I feel stuck, it's because I don't know, oh, what can I do right now? Well, oh, oh my gosh. And then we get into a negative, oh, I'm overwhelmed. Let me just go home and do whatever. Let me just go home and go to bed or you know, and, and being, being a recovering addict, let me just go home and eat some more. You know, it's like that whole thing of running back to those conditioned behaviors that we used to do because we're not really in touch with what can we do in this moment with the feelings that we're having. We're allowing the conditioned behaviors and the negative thoughts to run our actions instead of taking the pause and then really methodically thinking about, okay, what action can I take in this moment that's actually going to serve my greatest and highest ideal for the life that I'm trying to live? Mm -hmm. Hopefully that made sense. No, it does. I, I have another question for you. Okay, good. But I'm trying not to keep us, take us too off track, um, being mindful of time. But, you know, I, I've thought about many moments in my life where I've felt stuck 
And I know I've come to you in a lot of those times. And one of the things that I would constantly say to you is nothing ever changes. Everything is the same. I feel like I'm doing X, Y, or Z and things don't change. You know, that was my kind of my negative mantra. And energetically, that just feels like flailing around, like, like I said, in the water, um, treading water and not really doing anything and just like really chaotic. And I'm trying to think of what, what it would be or what is the reason that me, and I'm just speaking from my experience and maybe others can relate. We tend to, even though it's painful to say, oh, nothing ever changes. We get so comfortable in that narrative that we kind of stick ourselves in it to stay stuck. And I'm wondering if you think, is that a fear because like getting out of it would require an action, would require unknown, would require making a change, would require making maybe painful changes or, you know, big life choices. And that's a fear too. Like we don't want to be stuck, but stuck is comfortable. And the fear is of getting out and then what? I think you just answered it beautifully. It, we, we fear is that the, valid. Absolutely valid because it, it's what happens. It's, it's what, if you, you just kind of traced it, why we don't acknowledge our feelings, why we we're not comfortable. We are not comfortable sitting with what we're feeling because it's unknown. Okay. In this moment, let's say I'm feeling like a time demon. So it's easier and more comfortable for me to, I'm just a time demon. And, and then the narrative might be, well, it's rude for me to be late. So there's nothing wrong with me being anxious about being late because it's rude for me. You know, there's, we can, we, we let the thoughts, even though they're taking us down a rabbit hole of negativity, we let the thoughts then somehow our brain says, but this is okay to be this way because mm-hmm. it's too hard. It, it not hard. We well, yeah, hard, but making painful, excuses. you know, I use the word hard, but most of the time I probably should substitute the word painful. It's too painful to sit with what's really going on. It's because we don't know. And so oftentimes I believe in life, we humans are drawn to the known and more fearful of the unknown. Okay. I can, why do we think we stay in relationships or we stay in situations where we look back and we think, why didn't I end that sooner? Why didn't I do this sooner? Why didn't I go into treatment sooner? Whatever it is, we're always looking at, oh, now I really see this. So awareness is key. We talk about awareness. So to answer your question, becoming aware, and it's why it excites me so much, becoming aware that my time issue, that I'm running out of time all the time in life, that's like the time thing can really trigger me big time. (laughs) And so now I'm really getting to the core of it. And when you can get to the core of something and you really are, I think being committed like I am committed to live this one precious life that I'm living. So we have to have that intention, which I think we're going to talk about a little bit too in this whole process. My intention, my dream for my life is the most important thing in my life. Right. So when we have that intention and we have that desire. It gives us the fortitude. It gives us the, uh, the safety net kind of, it gives us the impetus to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sit with this feeling. I'm going to see where is this negative, why are, what are these negative thoughts that are fueling this feeling and causing me to feel stuck or causing me to feel not good enough or causing me that nothing ever, to think that nothing ever changes when in reality, everything changes. Always. We're just not stepping into the flow of changed. We're refusing. I think I did a, I think I did a post. Oh, I did. I did a post yesterday that said something like, if, 
if we're staying in a relationship with someone that refuses to change, we also are refusing to change or something like that. And it's true. I think that's why that quote really resonated for me. So if we're not happy with other things changing, we also have to look at what are we doing to, t- to make a change because we are 100% in control of the changes and the things that we will do. When you continue to be irritated by someone who refuses to change, you also refuse to change. Bhavana Karmani Killa. Yeah. So, so I think leading into step four is we have, to, we have to learn to modify the negative thoughts. We have to learn that we don't believe, as you said, Michelle, don't believe the negative thoughts. Don't believe everything that your mind is telling you. And understanding, you know, we talk about step four and step five can come hand in hand together, really. You really do have to be on high alert to change, to create new grooves in the brain. It's like in that moment with the parking and the guy, like I had an opportunity to deepen the groove of like, people are so freaking rude and everything sucks. And I kind of veered into it. Like I wanted to park my car into that groove, but like I also got myself out fast, faster than I usually would have. And that's like the whole point and the whole practice is like seeing it, not wanting to engage it, maybe engaging it a little because you're used to it, but then you don't have to go down the whole rabbit hole with the thought. The sooner you get out of the groove, the less deep the groove is going to be. So it's just like, that's one of my full-time jobs is just being aware of these neural pathways that my brain is constantly operating in and asking myself, is this something that I want to perpetuate or do I want to start something new? And I think that little process that you just talked about right now is everything that we're talking about. You made the decision when you, when you just said to me uh, a few minutes ago, you know, mom, what are you thinking about this? When I thought nothing would ever change, everything all stays the same. You made the decision that you wanted to change, that you, you wanted to do something different. You wanted to course correct or whatever. You wanted to start seeing things differently. You, you had to have the intention that I don't want to feel this way anymore. So let me just try this, this way, or let me just try this, whatever book that you read or whatever person you were listening to at the time. And so you have to take the step into the next groove is where I was going with what you were saying. We have to be able to be, we have to be able to take that first step, even just having the faith, even if we don't know if it's going to work, but we know everyone around us seems to be talking about it. And we're talking about it here. We have to be able to take that first step. So we have to be able to, to intercept that negative thought with, I'm doing the best that I can right now in this moment. I'm gaining awareness as of what's happening. I'm going to know what my next step or my next action is going to be. Or just, I'll get there when I get there and everything's going to be fine. Exactly. You know, it's just, it's that everything is, is working out for me. Lucky girl syndrome. And what made you be able to do that today in the car was being, was practicing that. See, everything is practice. We have to do the repetitive thing because the negative thoughts are the repetitive thing that have been running our lives for the past you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So it's important to do, understand that this is not a one and done. Yeah. And so that's step five is, you know, coming up with a, a positive replacement to intercept, which we've talked about quite often. Because a negative and a positive can exist in the mind at the same time. So when you really believe that by trying it, it's powerful. It's, it releases you from the tyranny of a negative thought. 
when you can just intercept the negative thought with a positive one, it's freedom. So finding a phrase, you know, I'm doing the best that I can. Everything is working out for me. This too shall pass. We've talked about affirmations in other episodes, just understanding I'm gaining awareness. Oh, let me course correct here in this moment. What action can I take right now? Just really intercepting all those untrue, unhelpful thoughts with any, I'm smart enough. I can figure this out in this moment. Let me just take a pause and see what I need to do. Yep. So just really understanding that picking some phrase, looking at the phrases that work for you moment to moment and not accepting that your mind is in this negative frame of mind and you have, you have no choice because you do. You always have a choice. Yes, ma'am. So that leads to number six, which I love. And it's always the hardest part, but it's to really stretch your comfort zone. You know, I think if you're feeling stuck or in a rut or just annoyed by the mundane aspect of life, you already know that there's something that you want to change. You know, there's something that has to change. And the thing is, we often think that we have to make a massive change in order to fix those feelings of being in a rut. But for me, at least, the truth is like a tiny change can can quickly shift those feelings. Like I remember a few years ago before the pandemic, I started to like run. Mm-hmm. You did. I am a terrible runner. I had never run. I could never run f- like longer than a few minutes without needing to stop. And I just was like, you know what? I want to try to start running. And so I just did it. And that was a different part, like adding something new into my life that changed the daily course of my day. Even like taking a different route to work is like something new. You see something new on your way to the same place or going to a different coffee shop. You know, sometimes I'll go to a different Starbucks just for the sake of something different. And those are some small things that like don't have to upend your life, but can make you feel like more possibilities are out there. I love it. Practice doing some small things. And I love that you're identifying little things that you could do. Having that little list in your back pocket, just I think that anytime we can shift, we're talking about intercepting. Anytime we can shift, every time we can go in a little bit of a different direction, take that tiny step, go somewhere new. I love what you just said, Michelle, because I think most of the time when we're feeling stuck as humans, uh, we're, we're, we're getting overwhelmed with what's going to happen. We're fear about the future and oh my gosh, this is the same old, same old, all the things that we were talking about before. So trying to redirect our energy. Yeah. What is some little small thing that we could do? And even like for me, one of the things that I have to do this year, and if I don't, so maybe that I'm saying it on the podcast, everyone can hold me accountable, is like I absolutely must go take a ballet class. Yes, you must. <laughs> we are going to be your, um, I don't know, we're going to hold your ballet feet to, feet the, fire. to the fire. <laughs> yes, it's you must. It's been something that I wanted to get back into for far too long and it eats away at me and it makes me sad, but like I, I have some sort of weird fear of going back into it, but like I, I want to do it. And like, that's a something new, like going out of my comfort zone, but knowing that like, it's something that I really want to dive back into. So maybe there's some sort of hobby that you were wanting to explore or, you know, 
a restaurant that you've been wanting to try or something. You know, and you love to dance. So I love this. I'm going to really hold you to it. And I was going to, I was going to mention one other little thing that I did. And I remember texting you yesterday or the day before. So a friend of mine texted me the, the new Miley Cyrus song flowers. Mm. And she said, you're so trendy. She said, (laughs) you know, and that's not really, I don't want to say it's not my thing. I love music and I love dancing and all of that, but I, I wasn't aware. So she's texting me. She goes, Barb, this is our anthem. And mm. so I thought, hmm, you know, I really wow. like this friend. So I, I clicked on it. Oh my gosh. I s- literally sat down and this is what we're talking about. How can you take a pause and enjoy a moment with no other distractions and just really be with that moment? You're talking about dancing or doing a ballet. So I, lit- I literally took a pause. I stopped what I was doing to sit down and watch this uh, video and to listen to this song. It made me so happy and got me dancing in the room. I watched it over and over and over again. And I thought, this is what we're talking about and how to take one small step in the direction of the life that we're trying to live because you're intercepting that mundane, this is my life with something new. Mm-hmm. And new happens to be my word for 2023. And so this is brand new. So I texted you, Michelle, and I said, hey, have you listened to Flowers, the song Flowers? She was so funny. She goes, you mean the Miley Cyrus song? I go, yeah. Shocked. Yeah. Shocked. I get it. you never I never know what's gonna come through on my phone from you. Well that's day what, in and day out. And isn't that a good thing? It keeps I think, me on my toes. And I think that's what we're trying to say. How can you start to be a little bit unpredictable and do unpredictable things so that you can start to feel like life is in your hands? Like you do have the control over what action you're gonna take. You do have the control over feeling your feelings and getting to the root of it. And then, then, then what? I think we want to get to the then what and really be okay with stepping into the unknown. That's how I'm feeling in my life right now. Being okay with stepping into the unknown. And you know, what's interesting too, it just came to me in those moments where I used to complain to you about feeling like nothing ever changes. Everything stays the same, like blah, blah, blah. One of the actions that I think I was being called to take that I like this dance class that I kept putting off is like we I had been wanting to start a podcast for a long, long time. And that had been something that was like out in the universe, but had never been acted upon. And so I think if you can resonate with this, see what the things are that you probably are wanting to take actions on, but maybe are scared to because I think we always know somewhere what what we can do or what would make us feel more excited about our daily lives. And it's just that we might be afraid to to stretch that comfort zone. So think about like what what do I already know that I want to do? And you know, starting this podcast was a great new for your word, fun for my word and like stretching another comfort zone for both of us. And you just led perfectly into <clears throat> into this this the next step, the next step, sorry, the next step, number seven, because you, because sometimes we don't know. And if you're feeling like I am stuck, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know what I want. So visualizing the life that you really desire. And I think you just did this recently. You told me you did this in December, you know, made a little vision board, which has been around for all eternity. I think people have talked about vision boards forever, you know, really visualizing, and it doesn't have to be in the form of a board, but really sit down, sit down with yourself and visualize what is the life that I really, really, really want? Because a big part of becoming unstuck is getting clear. Like, what do I want? 
and just really being open and honest and reflective. And what do I really, really want? No barriers. There's no one out there telling me what I have to do. What do I really, really want? And start getting clear so that you can start to take that one step that you're talking about. Yeah. I made a vision board, um, for my phone wallpaper. I saw someone on TikTok talking about it. You can do it in Canva. It's very easy and fun. You know, go on Pinterest, think about things that you want, find images that represent that energy and that feeling and make a little collage and put it on your phone as your background, because it's a really nice reminder of the things that you want. And just like the energy that you want to feel day in and day out. Love it. Love it. It's a great visualization tool. Because if you think about it, if you really want your life to change. We and have to, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I, I have ballet shoes on my, my board. And you got ballet shoes for Christmas, I think. Last year. Or for birthday, I think, last year. So yep. you're all set. Yeah. I just, I just want to say, as we move into, into the last one, step eight, that it really makes sense. I hope this is making sense for everyone, that your life can only change when you actually start to understand what are the dreams and the desires that I have for my life. Yeah. What do I really, really want? And become committed to those dreams, to those desires. Really put both feet in and really become committed to those dreams and those desires. Being patient, understanding it won't happen overnight. And little by little by little, move yourself out of that comfortable, you know, conditioned behaviors that we have that are keeping us safe or that keeping us stuck. Allow yourself to move into your dreams and your desires, putting both feet in. So, and last last one is one of my favorites. That's Take why, it away. That's why the, close us out. The best for last. Just realizing, I say this so often because it's what has fueled my life for the past forty years, almost almost forty years of recovery. Is that realizing that our greatness lies in our power to choose our thoughts? Put this on your mirror. Write this. Get a dry erase marker, and write on your mirror. I realize my greatness lies in my power to choose my thoughts. Thoughts come and they go and thoughts don't go away until we intercept them or until we start to understand that we can name them. This is not true. This is not helpful. And I think that that's where our power lies because that is where the only place in life where we have a choice. We have no choice over the outside world. So, but it doesn't mean we're going to be perfect at it. It doesn't mean we're going to slide back in. But it just means that really having the gratitude of understanding that I have a choice and that this is where my power is. And that I can always choose again, even if I made a mistake, even if things didn't go well, even if I said something I didn't like, whatever it is, your greatness lies in your power to choose. Because we're always given a new opportunity in every moment to choose. Absolutely. And I think the best, if I, if you can indulge me for just a few more minutes, I think the best example of this was this story that I read a long time ago, because I believe if you, if I'm talking to you, Michelle, or I'm talking to on social media, or I'm doing the things that I do on social media, I'm in a workshop. I'll always say to people, you know, tell me, tell me what you're thinking. Where is your attention? Because I think where your attention goes, your life will flow. Mm Mm-hmm. So where your attention goes is where your life will flow. So if you let me know, or if I think about what am I paying attention to, it's going to tell me who I am, right? or it's going to tell me what I want. So this story I read years ago, and maybe some of you have heard this before, I'm just going to read it. And then Michelle, you can close this out. It's called the two wolves story. 
So there is a Cherokee legend about an elderly brave who tells his grandson about life. Son, he says, within all of us, there is a battle of two wolves. One is evil. He is anger, envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority. The other wolf is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside of you and inside every other person too, explained the wise Cherokee elder. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The grandfather simply replied, the one you feed. So what I took from that and what my brain then said, oh my gosh, because I read it so many times and it literally brought me today, brought me to tears. How we perceive the world, how we perceive the life that we are living right now in this moment, where we place our attention matters. So where we place our attention will say how we're perceiving the world or will unfold into the life that we're leading. So you have the choice. You have the power to choose what thoughts you're going to believe and the direction of the life that you're wanting to live. I love it. Me too. Thank you. I love that story. And I love you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for that. So I hope these little steps and tips help you if you're feeling stuck. We're here for you. Reach out. Reach out to someone, but you can reach out to us as well. But it is normal and it happens to all of us. So just know that you are not alone. You're in our Barb Knows Best community. So thank you for listening and for being a part of this community and for making this place in the internet so, so special. So special. If you are enjoying the podcast, which we hope that you are, please make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Share the podcast with any of your friends who have not yet entered this fabulous community. And if you haven't yet, give us a five-star rating and a review that helps us immensely. If you would like to stay in touch with us, give us podcast topic requests, ask us questions, and just anything else that you want to share with us. Follow us on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, and at Barb Knows Best Pod. That's the best way to do so. And those are all the things. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for being a part of this community. We'll talk to you next week because as we know, Barb Knows Best. <laughs>